Welcome to the Kodesh Podcast. You are listening to the infallible word from the Holy Hill, God's seat of power, preached by the resident bishop, Bishop Ni Ajeduama. Let the word from the Holy Hill be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Stay blessed. It's a beautiful Sunday morning and we are blessed this morning. Our pastor is in the house. I said our pastor is in the house to minister to us powerfully today. I want you to stand to your feet as we sing our song of faith, as we welcome our pastor. Nothing is impossible as you put your trust in God. Come on, sing it with a lot of faith this morning. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Lift your voice. Nothing is impossible. Rock into the voice of God to be. Is there anything too hard for me? And put your trust in God alone and rest upon His word for everything. Oh, everything. Yes, everything is possible. One more time. One more time. Sing it with faith. we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. Thank you for your many blessings upon our lives. Thank you for the blessings of life. Life that you have given to us. We are really grateful, Lord. We are really grateful. I want to say that, Lord, Bless us through your word. Let our lives never be the same. Let us be transformed. Let us be changed. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want us to pray on the 11th prayer for the year. He said, Lord, I am thankful that in 2024, I shall only take the good steps. Please, do something about the volume of a good man. Oh, the volume is nice where you are. Is it okay for you? No. I mean, I can't hear myself even here. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, I shall only take the good steps of a good man. That's right. Amen. Amen. Say, I shall take the good steps I shall take the good steps of a good man. Of a good man. I didn't hear anybody saying woman. 
Every good step I take will lead me forward and not backward. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, every good step I take will lead me forward and not where? Backward. Backwards. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, one Rastaman sang, he said, one step forward, two steps backwards. And there are some people whose lives are like that. But it shall not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I say, it shall not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Every step that you take will lead you forward. Amen. I said, will lead you forward. Amen. I said, will lead you forward. Amen. He said, like Isaac, I will wax great. Hallelujah. In 2024, you are going to wax great. Amen. I say, you are going to wax great. Amen. I say, you are going to wax great. Amen. I will move forward. You will move forward. Amen. I said, you will move forward. Amen. If you are a student, you will move forward. Amen. You will not sit in the same class for two years. Amen. If you are a worker, you will move forward. Amen. You will experience promotion. Amen. Every time there is promotion, it will affect you. And it will cause you to move forward. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. I will grow. Say, I will grow. Say, I will grow. That is why we are studying quiet time. Amen. Because quiet time makes you grow. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I will expand and become very great. Amen. Say I will expand and become very great. I will expand and become very great. I don't mean your body expansion, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Right. Eh? You will expand in your finances. Yes. You will expand in your knowledge of God. Amen. You will expand in your service to God. Amen. You will expand at your workplace. Amen. And you will become very great. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I want you to open your mouth and begin. No, there's one thing about confessing things. Amen. And there are, there's another about causing the things to come to pass. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Because there are steps that you take. You know, we say... Everything we are saying, we said, I will take steps. I will take steps. So it is the steps that will cause you to expand. It is the steps that will cause you to grow. It is the steps that will cause you to work strong. Amen. 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 So if you don't take those steps, all these good things will not happen. So I want to pray for the grace to take those steps. For the grace to take those steps. Open your mouth right now and pray for the grace. The grace to take those steps. Leba Shanda Kabolaba Mandele Makatara Masaya. Father, I'm taking those steps this year. In 2024, I am taking those steps. Steps that will cause me to grow. Steps that will cause me to expand in the name of Jesus. I am taking good steps only. I am taking good steps only. I am taking good steps only. In the name of Jesus. Steps to God. Good steps. Steps that will cause me to grow. To expand. In Jesus' name. Steps to grow. To expand. To move forward and never go backwards in the name of Jesus. Mandela Bashakate, Yoneva, Makoyana, Labrasante, Lebayaba, Masote, Libro Katan, Lebraso, Lapayeta, Makari de Kitaya, Ilondeva, Satoneva, Makaboriate. I am taking two steps. I am taking two steps. Steps that move forward in the name of Jesus. Steps that will cause me to grow, to expand, to work strong in the name of Jesus. Let my steps only. Let my steps only. Let my steps only. In the name 
No steps only. Step double forward. Never going backwards. Moving forward only. Never going backwards. In the name of Jesus. Lama Sataka. Ikonde la brosi. Konde kataya. I am moving forward. I am expanding. I am enlarging. I am becoming great. I am waxing strong in my spirituality. I am waxing strong in my service to God. I am waxing strong in my service to God. I am waxing strong in my education. I am waxing strong at my workplace. I am waxing strong in my finances. In the name of Jesus, my relationships are moving forward. My relationships are moving forward. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want us specifically to pray for those who are not married. Wow. Amen. Amen. There are a lot of people who are not married who the step they take doesn't lead them to marriage. Mm. Doesn't lead them forward. Mm. If at a certain age you're in a relationship, it's expected to move forward That's right. into marriage. Amen. That's right. But you realize that you get into one relationship and then you don't move forward. Mercy. After about 18 months, the relationship breaks. Okay. It's never moving forward. Are you we understand what I'm yeah. saying? So those who are not married, I want to pray that this year, and this year, that thing will be broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. That it is broken in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are married already, also pray yes. about your marriage. That's right. Amen. Amen. That your marriage will move forward. Amen. 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 Because every three months, you and your wife have to sit down and analyze and accusations and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. The marriage is not moving forward. That's right. But the years are moving forward. Yes. So everybody want to open your mouth. Whether you are married or not, you want to pray that your relationships will move free forward. Especially those who are not married. That you will not enter into relationships that will not amount to marriage. Or will not amount to anything. In the name of Jesus. That in 2024, you are moving forward. In 2024, you are moving forward. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Landa Kabo, that there shall not be any more reviews of the marriage where there's accusations being thrown left and right and not moving the marriage forward. It shall not be your story, it shall not be your destiny. This year, you are moving forward. This year, you are taking great strides. You are occupying territories in your marriage, in your relationships. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The days, the days where you don't move forward in your relationships, they are over from today. They are over from today. They are over from today. Now you are moving forward. Now you are moving forward. You are waxing great. You are waxing great. Every relationship of yours is waxing great. It's becoming better. It's becoming better. In the name of Jesus. Whatever devil, whatever devil, whatever devil, agent of devil, activities of Satan that holds you back, that causes you to be at a standstill and not move forward. In the name of Jesus, we break them now. We break them now. We break them now. Whatever seed, whatever seed has been sown, we are brutes. We are brutes. We are brutes. In the name of Jesus, we declare that any tree, 
any evil tree, any evil tree with evil fruits that is causing you not to move forward. We cancel them now in the name of Jesus. We break them down. We remove them in Jesus' name. Any character, characteristics, any behavior of ours that is causing us never to move forward, but as to cause us to move forward, to take steps forward, we break, we remove, we eliminate in the name of Jesus. If it is anger, we eliminate. If it is unforgiveness, we eliminate in the name of Jesus. Ramani Vikitaya, Lambra Santa Kamroke, Ikonde Lebosha, Ramani Lava, Kabori Andele Masuni Vikita, Lakata Nebesheke, Ikonema Suka, Labrande Bakuti, Iandele Masunama, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It says in prayer 12 that in 2024, I am stepping into total surrender to God. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Amen. One of the things about quiet time is that you surrender your life, your days to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Some of us surrender our days to breakfast. Forgive. Such that when you have breakfast, you are covered for the day. Forgive. You have a bed or something then, Charlie. You are covered for the day. You don't think about food again. But this year, quiet time is what will cause you to surrender to the Lord. Because one of the characteristics, one of the benefits of quiet time is that you have a successful day. Amen? You have what? A successful day. Hallelujah. So we are saying that I'm stepping into total surrender to God. I am sold out for Jesus in 2024. Say, I'm sold out. I'm sold out. Say, I am sold out sold for, out. Jesus for Jesus in 2024. in 2024. I shall not run away from God in 2024. Amen. Not, run away. not running away from God means I'm running towards God. Yes. Amen. And one of the ways to run towards God is to have a daily quiet time. Hallelujah. Clap your hands for Jesus. It says, My life. My strength, my family, and my time are not my own. They are God's. My life spent is irrevocable. Hallelujah. When it's done, it's done for eternity. It is worthwhile to push myself with all my mind in promoting the gospel and the kingdom of Christ. I shall therefore give myself wholly to this glorious mission unreservedly. Amen. It means a surrendering to God. You know, we're at... Um, then he program in the center. I think on the first day, he was talking about yielding. That's right. Isn't that the case? Yes. Yes, we're talking about yielding. You know, many of us become born again, but we don't yield hmm. to God. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't want yield, yield to God. God. And that's all that God wants us to do, to yield ourselves to him. Yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. Yeah? There's a song like that. Isn't that the case? Yes. Yield yourself, yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, yield yourself. Come on to the unction of God, yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Let Him have His way. Lift your voice and sing, yield yourself. To the Holy Spirit, shield yourself to the unction of God. 
as we yield ourselves to you, Lord, you will take absolute control over us. That you have your way in us. Not our way, but your way. Not our will, like Jesus said, but your will. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let this prayer of ours, O God, be fulfilled. Let this desire of our hearts, O God, be fulfilled. Yes. That in 2024, we will yield ourselves to you, O Lord. We will empty ourselves of self and yield ourselves to you. In everything that we do, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. Amen. Wonderful. God bless you. Clap your hands to Jesus. And you may be seated. We've been talking about quiet time, hallelujah. And we've been saying that, or we said that it's one, of the, it's one of the greatest habits to have. Amen. It's one of the, what, the greatest habits to have. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And so it's because it's a great habit to have, it's a great thing to talk about. Amen. In James chapter 4 and verse 8. Bible says that we should draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to us. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. So when you are double-minded, it's like you are looking to God, you are looking to something else. The Bible says we should draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to us. Amen? The person that you spend most time with, you know, you have a certain special relation with that person. Is that not the case? Even if you don't intend to. That's why you see people having affairs with their secretaries and things like that. If they don't intend to, it wasn't their intention. But because they spend more time together, they become fond of each other. Amen. They become what? Fond of each other. So one of the advices that as pastors we receive from our prophets that look don't have just one secretary amen it's good to have many secretaries <laughs> amen if your company can afford it <laughs> because it saves you are you with me the person you spend more time with begins to feel special is that the case yes and then you begin to have some fondness towards each other but if you have three people who are working in your office. Fondness shared. <laughs> if you share fondness with two people, it's half fondness. The more people you share with, the more the fondness is broken down. Convener, you're welcome. Glad for convener. So if you have 10 people in your office, eh, each person has 10% fondness. That is a very reduced fondness. Compared to 100% fondness, I think it's a very powerful wisdom key. Amen. That will save a lot of marriages. Because like I'm saying, more often than not, men who enter into those sort of relationships, it's not their intention. I mean, wife, know that he loves you. You know, he didn't plan it. Are you with me? He didn't plan it. One shadow. 
But it was because of lack of fondness sharing. <laughs> Amen. So we are saying that if you spend more time with God, okay, the fondness grows. Hallelujah. The relationship grows. So it says that draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh unto you. Amen. Today I'm talking about your chance of a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God, and what it avoids. One of the things that that personal relationship avoids is shallowness. Amen? Like we are talking about fondness. And when you have many people who you are working with, when there's a shared fondness, the relationship is very, very shallow. Are you with me? I mean, like, you have three, four, five people working in your office, ladies. I mean, all become very shallow relationships, you know. You can't have deep relationship with six people. I mean, you must be a striker. <laughs> a type of striker to have deep relationship with six people at the same time. I mean, some guys are very, very, you know, demon-filled <laughs> in that area. <laughs> are you understanding? But when you have only one person, there's a very strong relationship. In the same way when God is the one that you spend your quiet time with, the relationship becomes strong. Amen? It doesn't become shallow. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. It says that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, I think I read this scripture last week, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. He said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils. In thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Are you with me? So it's like, yes, you can be working with somebody, but you don't have a certain deep relation with a person. But what quiet time does is that it creates a deep relationship. So especially in our church where we encourage people to work for the Lord, we encourage people to do things for God. You can be very busy organizing, doing things, playing instruments, singing, and all that. But then, you don't have a certain relationship with God. I mean, if you take many people in this church, I mean, I don't have deep relationship with a lot of people in this church. Are you with me? I have relationship with a lot of people, but they are all very, very shallow relationships. There are some that are deep. Amen. But most are very what? Just shallow relationships. And the two are very, very different. The person you spend more time with, like people who work in my office, they can give you many testimonies of breakthroughs in their lives as a result of the interaction. Are you understanding? Amen. So a daily quiet time will make you have a personal relationship with the Lord. Nothing else can make you have a personal relationship with the Lord except your daily quiet time. Amen. So if in 2024, 
we are saying that we are going to move forward. We are saying that we're not, we're not going to run away from God. We are going to draw closer and nearer to God. Then it means that we have to develop that habit of having that daily quiet time which will develop a personal relationship with God. Amen? And I think that is a very, very wonderful thing to have. Otherwise, we will just be shallow. We will just be there, you know. Like, if you take um, fishing, those who catch big fishes, they use trolleys and they go into the deep sea. So there's a certain deep relationship with the sea that yields um, big, big fishes. The deeper you go. Now, <laughs> we are used to eating small, small fishes, ketasku boys and things. You know, ketasku boys are fish children. <laughs> fish children and fish grandchildren. But we have taken the taste to it, so we think that is all that there is. But most of the small, small fishes we eat, they are children of fishes. Are you with me? If you go to a country like Gambia and Senegal, there are fishing seasons. So those places, they have very, very big fishes. Because there are fishing seasons. They wait for the fish to grow. I was just learning yesterday or the day before that from a fingerling, it takes about six months for the fish to, uh, you know. But we are fishing all through. So we are eating uh, toddler fishes, um, <laughs> teenage fishes, <laughs> you know, because we fish always. But in, <laughs> you know, that's why some fishes maybe are caught in some areas. They go to get there, small, small fishes. You see, there's fish, they go there to go and breed. You see, but they're supposed to migrate in somewhere else. But then we catch them. When they are born. So they don't get the opportunity to grow. In our mind, that is their size that they are supposed to be. No. <laughs> it's a mistake. But when you go to the deep sea, eh? so you see, there's, when you are shallow, eh? you don't get much. You have to eat a lot to feel that you are eating. You can eat just half a grouper or even less, and you know that you have eaten. And about 5,000 kids school boys. So you need a lot of effort. But when you go to the deep, the slight effort and things are just fantastic. So when you are deep with God, eh, you can say, it's God who is moving you. In the deep sea, you cannot just do what you like. The deep sea moves you. What you operate at in the deep sea is different from how you operate in shallow waters. You can walk in shallow waters, but you cannot walk in the deep sea. You die before you even get there. Are you understand what I'm saying? Are you understanding me? So it's very important to have a certain depth of relationship. If you are there with your, you, are, you know, when you are beloveds, the relationship is supposed to be shallow. Some beloveds have already begun to have deep Listen, when you have a, a beloved, so you are not married, but it's a shallow relationship. Yes, yes. Are you with me? Yes. Shallow relationships don't generate, cannot generate, shouldn't generate children, shouldn't generate fruitfulness. Amen. So, when we are shallow with God, we will not be fruitful hmm? because we don't, we, our relationship is just shallow. We are not maritally 
connected to God. There's no intercourse. There's no fellowship. It is fellowship that generates um, fruitfulness. But then when you marry, then now the relationship becomes more deep. Then they becomes more close. You begin to experience quiet time. I mean, I can be walking with my beloved. Hey, hey, let me. <laughs> let me go for a lady. <laughs> Before. <laughs> I can borrow Eric's wife. I can walk. If she's my beloved, I can, we can walk in town. We, we, we cannot be deep. We cannot be deep. You know. We cannot be deep in front of people. Are you with me? But when we are alone, we can have what? Quiet time. And it's that quiet time is deep fellowship. And it's that quiet time. Even, even, even without talking. Without talking. Just the presence and the activities alone generates and gives back to fruitfulness. It brings what? Emotional satisfaction. And then what else? <laughs> it brings me share. Thank you. So most of us are not fruitful as Christians because we don't have that maritally deep connection and, and, and flow with God. So we are not fruitful. You've been a Christian for so many years, but you're not fruitful because there is no depth of that relationship. Hallelujah. But all that is changing this year. You are not saying amen. amen. Or oh, you are bored with what I'm saying. I said, all that is changing this year. Hallelujah. I mean, as we go along the year, we'll talk about work and the blessings of work and all that. You know, but it is important to understand the basis. Why you work? Or what moves you to work? What motivates you to work? Hallelujah. It's not something that you can be forced to do. If you are being forced to, to work, then it means that you are not deep with God. You are just shallow. You know, when you go to any company, you go to the bank. You see, the security people, they are outside. They are not deep inside. They're just in the shallow, and they pay them small compared to the one who is deep inside. Is that the case? I mean, some of you have companies. The security man or the kitchen girl. Yeah? Just play around the kitchen. If he comes to drop tea, then he goes away because he's not supposed to be there. He just drops tea, tea and go. So it's a shallow relationship. It's not deep. But those that you sit down with, that you plan the strategy for 2024, those that you sit down with to analyze the sales, those that you sit down with to analyze the cash flow, they are deep in the company. And because of that, their pocket also is deep. The income is deep. <laughs> Am I saying something? Deep collect onto deep. So what makes you think that with God is different? Cannot be different. It's the same. All knowledge is parallel. Yeah. It's the same. Hallelujah. And things of nature, 
they teach it, they teach us things. So this year you're going to be deep with God. Lift your hands and say, I'm avoiding shallowness. Say, I'm avoiding shallowness. But I'm saying that if you are shallow, we have to wind you. You know, yesterday I was I came around briefly and I saw some choristers, eh? Is it choir, is it choristers? Worship choir, they've gone for outreach. And after outreach, they were going to what? They were going to break bread. What bread did you break? Nice cocoa with bread. Kose. Fantastic. Amen. Is that also cocoa? Wonderful. <laughs> they are going to do witnessing. I just met them and I just spoke a brief word with them. So even when I saw them, I was surprised. So the word has gone deep inside. And they've already begun to operate. So people who don't witness, people who don't go for, uh, come for Reza, just a word. And they said, they've gone for outreach. Morning, around 10, 11, 11, 11, 12. Yeah, around 11, 12. They've gone for outreach. They've come back. They've come to break bread. Then after that, what? They were going to have Reza. Eh? Then after Reza, what? They go home. At least, you could see that just a word. When you are deep, just a word causes many things. It causes certain ripple effects. But when you are not deep, you have to wind you. Look, I want to see all of you coming here at 10. I'll be here. If you come late, it will not be easy for you. I'm going to start writing names from 10 o'clock. Oh, that's it's not necessary when we are deep. Amen. When we say after seven, we are going for visitation or go for an akazo. Eh? No, pastor should start somewhere. Hey, come this way. Uh, we are going, these people, we are going here. Quarishers are going to Swan Lake. Uh, prayer force, we are going to where? Avenom. People have to, they have to wind people and wind people and wind people. and wind. Why is it so? And at times you feel you are being worried. Why do you feel you are being worried? Because you are shallow. Are you with me? Because you are what? You are, you are not deep. But when you are deep, hmm, which comes about as a result of your relationship with God, as a result of your quiet time with God, what is going to happen is that nobody has to wind you. Nobody has to. I mean, when you marry, who, nobody forces you to give birth. You, are, you want to give birth already. Because now you are deep. You want to give birth. Because when you marry, the next thing everybody is expecting is pregnancy. Why is it that when you are in Christ, you don't expect pregnancy? <laughs> Hallelujah. But this year, you are going to go deep. I say you are going to go deep. Clap your hands for Jesus. It's very important. Now, these are some of the things that happen when you are deep. Amen. We are saying that you, what, you avoid shallowness. Mark chapter 4, verse 16. Mark 4, 16. You see, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Hmm? Who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. It happens to a lot of us in church. 
The word inspires us. Amen. The word inspires us. So for instance, I met the choir, some of them on Sunday, and I just spoke to them. I believe that they were inspired. Hallelujah. But that could have been the end of it. Superficial excitement. Brushing. That could have just been the end of it. So he says that, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And have no root in themselves. And so endure but for a time. Why would it endure but for a time? Because after it is sown, the root cannot go deep. It just remains shallow. Afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. So people become offended because what? They are not deep. When you are deep, you think deeply. Anything that has a deep relationship, anything that has a deep um, characteristic, is more valuable. If you go to the gold mines, if you take mining, gold mining, for instance, there is deep mining and there is surface mining. Surface mining, the material is called oxides. But the deep mining is sulfites because they've been reacted with a lot of sulfites, a lot of them become, you know, harder. Now, gold is very heavy, so gold drops. It drops. So when you go deep, eh, deep mining, you have gold bearing material, which is very rich in gold compared to surface mining. Are you understand what I'm saying? So when you take gold sand that is on the, on the surface, the gold inside is very small. You can have like maybe two grams per ton or one gram per ton or I mean some go higher. But when you go deep, then you have seven grams per ton, eight, nine grams per ton, you can get 12 grams per ton. Because what? It is deep. It is richer. <laughs> so the deeper your relationship with God, the richer you are in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. I don't know why you don't want to be rich in, in the spiritual things. You want to be rich only in, in, in physical things. Things that don't have eternal value. But things that have eternal value, that is your relationship with God. And the things that come out of your relationship with God, eh, they have eternal value. They must be what? Very deep. I see you mining very deep in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you could see that it is shallow, it doesn't go deep, then it just withers away. And that's why when people are not deep, they become offended in church. The pastor is preaching, he's saying something, he comes to walk where you are, say, ah, because the thing I told him, that, or the thing I said to Bishop Dennis, he has gone to tell pastor, then, you know, immediately you become offended. And when people are offended, eh, they easily check out. And why do people easily become offended and act? Because they are not deep. I mean, if you take something like Brother Ojam, he's been in the church for a long time. And I believe that he's a deep brother. I mean, I preach, I always call his name. He's never been offended before. Even if there's somebody who cannot come and tell me he's offended because he's deep. <laughs> Amen. But even some of you, you even now, there's a gentleman in church. I don't see him anymore. Because when I encountered this gentleman, 
He was like 40 something. And I was very worried that he wasn't married. So like each time I see him, I ask him. Each time I see him, I think he became very... Like, no, he, became, he became offended. No, seriously. I really became offended. You know, so I even stopped. And he used to sit quite, you know. But now, the last time I saw him, he, was, he had gone back to, to the back. I was preaching. I, I was going through the congregation. Really, he had gone to the back. And when they closed, no, he goes. Because Peter used to hang around. But he became offended by my, 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 my interest in his own life. When he marries, am I the one going to do this for him? I'm not the one. But he became, I think he became offended by my constant probing. Oh, Charlie, I mean, how? I mean, can I help you? No, I wanted to help him. Charlie, the guy became very, very offended. I think he's left the church. God forgive me. But it was out of my interest. But you see, it's because he's shallow. Are you with me? He's not deep. Amen. When you are not deep, you usually become offended. When you are deep, eh, your roots are strong in the ground. It is not easy for somebody to, you know, um, kick you off. Are you with me? If you take something like maize, their roots are not deep. That's why every year when they, they just, you just hold it and you uproot it. Go and try on a mango tree. Go and try on a mango tree. To uproot a mango tree. It is not easy. But for maize, you just uproot it. Because it's a shallow. And that is what happens when you are not deep. You know, you usually become offended. And then you see, you say, I'm going to your mother church. Or your grandmother church. And then you leave the church. Hallelujah. But in 2024, you are going to become deep. I say, you are going to become deep. Through your quiet time. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you just seven or a few symptoms of shallowness in Christians. Number one, a lack of knowledge of the scriptures. Because in everything as a Christian, it's the scriptures that supports you. Are you with me? A lack of what? Knowledge in the scriptures. Most Christians don't know scriptures, so when they encounter anything... The decision they take eh, is not based on scriptures. Your decisions are not based on scriptures. The scriptures are not deep in us. The Bible says that be ye angry and sin not. Yes, you are entitled to be angry. If you are a wife, you are entitled to be angry. If you are a husband, you are entitled to be angry. But the Bible says sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And people can be angry for three days, some seven years. And anger is a great key that Satan uses to enter our lives. I'm telling you, if unforgiveness is a great key, you see, when I have, if I have something, if you take my iPad and you take it home, and I know you have it, I'm told, and you have confirmed that you have it. Look, I can come to your house and really cause commotion. Are you with me? And rightly so, because you have my property. Now, unforgiveness, anger, they are all properties of Satan. And the moment you have it, Satan has every right. No prayers can stop him. No anointing with oil can stop him. No counseling can stop him. No binding can stop him. 
all you have to do is to return my iPad. All you have to do is to return his anger to him, his unforgiveness to him. But the moment you have it, he has every right. He has a master key to the bedroom of your heart. Yeah. He has a master key to the bedroom of your heart. So when you are deep, you know the scriptures. Anything that happens, you try to find out from scriptures how it should be solved. There are times I met a lady one day in my office and I was seeing her off. She has a problem. It's like she wanted to marry. You know? And the guy is abroad. She's also here. You know, things. So I was just thinking, what should I even say to this person? And I said, okay, pray. Pray about this thing. He said, what should I pray about? I said, when Jesus Christ was hot, he prayed, Lord, let this car pass away. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. I said, pray for the will of God. Pray for the will of God. Amen. Pray for the will of God. Why? Because that is what Jesus Christ did. It's in the scriptures. We don't know what to do. Pray for the will of God. Pray for the will of God. And when the will of God is revealed, accept it and move on. Because Jesus also accepted it and move on. And many of us are stuck in situations. The Bible says that we should not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we should let our request be made known unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the next verse says what? Next verse. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding. You see, by understanding, this situation cannot be solved. By understanding, it's like, it's, it, it, this is not the way to go. That is understanding. By understanding, you don't have money. Your situation said that you should be anxious by understanding. But the Bible says that when you pray, it says, that, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds. You are worried. Your heart is worried. Your heart is worried. Your mind is worried. What does the scripture say? You have to know a scripture that solves the problem. Amen. I said amen. I said amen. amen. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ encountered Satan in the temptation, he quoted scriptures. And that brings me to point number two. Inability to quote scriptures. You have to quote a scripture to address a situation. God watches his word to perform it. Are you with me? God what? Watches his word to perform it. So when you quote a scripture to a situation, there is bound to be what? Performance. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? Yeah. There's bound to be performance. When you quote the scripture to support whatever you are saying, there's bound to be performance. Bishop Coates here, as I was recently preaching in a very large charismatic church, and I began to ask questions. I said to one, please quote John 1, 12. Can, how many of us can quote John 1, 12? What does it say? As many as what? Receive him. So it means that if you have not received him, you will not have power to become God's child. This is a salvation message. As many as receive him, to them gave he power 
Amen. Even to them that believe on his name. Even to quote scripture to every situation. I have some favorite scriptures that I always use. And I'm sure you know some of them. Jeremiah 29, 11. Yes. It's my favorite scripture. So I thought he was talking to somebody else, but he was talking to me. I know the thoughts I have towards you. I know the plans I have for you. They are not evil plans. They are not thoughts of evil. I mix the verses and quote everything that is in this version and add all together. Because something that one version will say, another version does not say it. To give you a future. To give you hope. I mean, it's like you need to quote scriptures when you are deep. Amen. Jesus Christ encounters Satan and he quotes scriptures. Is that the case? Deuteronomy chapter 8. And verse 3. Deuteronomy 8, 3. What does he say? He said, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not neither thy fathers know that he might know blah, blah, blah. but everywhere that proceeded is it when Satan was uh, tempting him eh, that he might know what was in thee that man doth not live by bread alone Jesus quoted when he said turn these stones into what, into, into what bread because he was hungry the Bible said he was very very hungry after 40 days of fasting next week we'll be doing how many days next week we'll be doing 7 days of fasting so join us. You'll be hungry. But join. <laughs> and even the fast, Bishop Dennis have made it very easy. You say you eat at what time? <laughs> you eat like what? You see, <laughs> one thing that does not make fasting um, attractive to people or does not make fasting so people don't succeed is because we'll be thinking about the food. You see, you'll be thinking about it. I mean, you'll be thinking about it. Are you with me? You're kinky. Hey, don't fast with kinky, please. You don't fast with fufu. <laughs> you don't fast with benku. Just for one week, you know, why, why do you fast? Jesus fasted. That's why we fast. Amen? And fasting is a very, very good spiritual exercise. What does it do? During fasting, you are laying aside yourself. I mean, you fast from a lot of things. Eh? I can't give you the things to fast from, but they can name a few. Do you have some examples? Food? Then what else? TV. TV, yes. Do you have one? Fast from sex, yes. That one with permission and agreement, yes. What else? They say sex, do you agree? <laughs> Busum is what? Busum? No, no, no. One week is what? Hey, just a Naochina means us, huh? Amen. But the important thing, see, that's why when people were, some people ask me, when are we doing our fasting? I say, ah, we were in Mampon. For two or three days, we were praying. When we go in the morning at 5 a.m., we end like 1 2. And I, I don't see people leaving to go and eat and come. That is fasting. Waiting on the Lord for long hours. Six hours, seven hours, praying. And it was nice. Are you with me? But when we say we are praying, we are declaring fast. I mean, in the morning, you, you, you know, you, you don't pray. As you are going, you are hungry. 
by two o'clock you have serious headache. How many of you get headache? <laughs> you get headache. Your head is paining you. It's not easy. Are you with me? But the most important thing, when you are waiting on the Lord, interestingly, you will not have headache. But when you are waiting on the food, so some people in fasting, they don't wait on the Lord, but they wait on the food. They're waiting to eat the food. Yeah. That one, you'll be hungry. I remember when we were in Accra Academy, the outreach ministry, they're always fasting. The one day I saw one of the young men, they were standing by the school bell. And the school bell rings at, at, at six. Somebody comes to pull the thing, Accra Academy, rings the bell. And the guy was standing there, he, he will not be far away, so I may mistakenly not hear the bell. I know the guy, he comes here from time to time. He stays not far from here. <laughs> he was standing under the bell, and he was holding his um, breakfast and lunch. So when I encountered that, I went to tell the outreach, uh, head of the outreach, look, what you are doing is, 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 is wrong. <laughs> what you are doing is wrong. You know, if you are fasting after school, you guys should go and pray, wait on the Lord. Not that you have left them and then it's like you are waiting six o'clock before you come and break your fast, you come and pray. I mean, it's like it, it becomes something. But let us have, you see, when you are, if you are deep, okay, you will not think about food when you are fasting. Yeah. Because when you are fasting, one of the things that happens is that you are putting your physical body aside. So there's, because you see, the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. And the two are contrary one to the other. That's what the Bible says. Amen. So, the stronger one is the one who wins. So, when the flesh is stronger through food, it's been satisfied television, sex, and other things, it becomes stronger than the spirit. Are you with me? It could be momentarily, but it becomes stronger. But in the moment that you lay all this aside, the spirit man also rises. Because the two are contrary one to the other. Hallelujah. The two are warring against one another. I don't know what brought me into this. What brought me into this? To quote scriptures. Yes. Man shall not live by bread alone. Jesus Christ quoted it. Otherwise, we just just have converted the bread and began to eat. You know. Look for some cocoa and begin to eat it. Number three, inability to pray for at least one hour a day. Yeah. When you are shallow, you can't pray for long. I mean, one hour prayer for some of us is like you are now beginning. Because the first hour you'll be fidgeting. You know, you've gone to your prayer room looking for where this one is putting music on. The music is playing or message. At times I have three things going on. I'm reading. I'm playing a message, you know, then also playing some music on the background. I have some favorite music that I, that I pray, I, I, I play. Eh, the more I seek you. And that thing is about 24, about almost 30 minutes. Yeah. So when you put it on, you know for 30 minutes, Charlie, you are praying. You are praying. When it finishes, you put the repeat. So when that thing plays about twice, you know you pray for one hour. Then the prayer now begins to become even more interesting. That is why couples complain, you don't spend time with me. (laughs) Because we have signed to be deep. We have signed to be deep. 
So when you don't spend time with your wife, your spouse, so you don't spend time with them, it becomes a problem in the marriage. When you give your life to Christ, it's the same thing you have signed to be deep with God. How come that one is not a problem? Because we are shallow. But this year, we are going to become deep. I said, we are going to become deep. Amen. 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 Number four, inability to lead and teach after being a Christian for two years or more. When you are shallow, you can't lead, you can't teach. There's this scripture in Hebrews 5.12. It says, for when for the time ye ought to be what teachers, and ye have need that one teach you again. So you have been taught, but after a while, as a Christian, you should also be able to gather people and teach them. Amen? So it says, for when, for the time, ye ought. It means that after you have been born again, after you become a Christian for a while, you ought to be somebody who also teaches. But rather, you have need. Amen? That one teach you again. means that you have been taught already. But you have need that one teach you again. Which be the first principles of the works of God. And I become said that have need of milk and not of strong meats. So there are many adult Christians or Christians who have been, have been Christians for a long time and they still drink milk. <coughs> Instead of eating meat. And that's how they give us spiritual foul, foul smells. Because when you grow up and you are on milk, it's, your body is not supposed to be working on milk. <laughs> Doc, I don't know. Am I saying something? Adults, how do we, what is the problem? That adults drink milk and they begin to give off gas. They can't process it properly. I mean, why? <laughs> why do our lactose intolerance reduce? <laughs> Is there a dietitian here? We need some answers. So you have need of what? <laughs> Milk and not strong meat. Because you are not growing up. Are you with me? And so when you talk, it's foul. Your behavior is foul. Because you cannot process, I mean, you can't process prop- things properly. You have not developed Imagine your child, eight years old, drinking milk and Cerelac. Lactogen, no food. I remember when my daughter was growing up, when Zimbabwe used to come to Ghana, and she was just on milk and Cerelac. And those things, they make you very tough. <laughs> Until one day we were visiting, by the grace of God, we were staying at Bishop's place, and the Bishop's children began to laugh at her because they saw her coming to take the milk. After they had played, she was coming to drink her milk. <laughs> they loved that. That was the last day. <laughs> she drank milk. Because nobody has laughed at you, so you are just there as a Christian. But I say, wherefore the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again. It means that as a Christian, at a point in your life, you also have to teach others. Amen. And there are many powerful Christians, I'm telling you. Look, there are some of you here, if I give you the mic, I'll sit down and be clapping. Oh my God. Hiding in the church. You know yourself. 
Lift your hands if you are one of them. Hey, nobody. I will come and choose you. Lift your hands. Yes. There are people who know the word. I'm telling you. There are people who know the word more than me. They know. I'm just I'm the head pastor. That's why I'm preaching. But they know. There are people who know the word. They can teach. But there are many people around who are not being taught. Are you with me? But this year, one of the works that you are going to do is that you are going to teach people. And nobody should gather people and bring them to you. You are looking into the church. There are people who need help. Brother Kobe, am I saying so? Uncle, am I saying? Yes. Uncle is a very powerful teacher of the word. I'm telling you. Powerful men of God and women of God. Reverend Menjus was telling me when they have Bible studies with the treasures. Hey! On Thursday, Zoom Bible studies. He said there are wild people in the church. And they have come to sit on the background waiting for offering baskets. <laughs> it's unfair. For wherefore the time ye ought to be what? Teach. If you yourself you are not rising up to do it, then there's something, there's something wrong. I shouldn't come and tell you to do it. Because you have the thing. And you see, if you don't use it, it can destroy you. One of the ways by which it destroys you, when I'm preaching, you'll be also be preaching the word better. Then you are not receiving what I'm saying because you know it. <laughs> and that's what happens when you eat food and you don't use it. You don't exercise. You develop spiritual obesity. We can easily kill you. Begin to develop um, uh, diabetes, uh, maturity onset diabetes. Spiritual maturity onset diabetes. Because you are not using what you are taking in. Are you with me? But that is changing this year. I said that is changing this year. Number five, lack of interest in Christian books. Number six, inability to worship God. Number seven, inability to fellowship regularly. See, but if we walk in the light, as it's in the light, we can have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sins. You see, deepness will make you fellowship. Like, after church, we have lay schools. On Thursdays, we have fellowships. Now, there's even Zoom fellowship. How many of you are in the Zoom? I mean... We have fellowships in the various homes at various places, but we also have Zoom fellowship for executives and others whose work and their schedule is said that they can't go to somebody's house. We've created Zoom fellowship. Everybody should be part of a fellowship. Say amen. amen. Can I see my hand? Those who are already part of a fellowship. Thursdays, you have Zoom fellowship. See, only a few. I'm talking about Zoom. Lift your hand. So, all oh, this people you know you have to be part of a fellowship amen. a zoom fellowship amen? amen you can even decide that third row in the church we are forming a zoom fellowship led by brother Ojam. <laughs> or sixth row we are forming a fellowship is that the case let's be involved hallelujah it makes you deeper and deeper with God and when you are deep with God things cannot easily kick you off because you are deep in God. Your roots are deep. I say your roots are deep. And it comes about through daily quiet time. Let's rise on our feet.
Praise and give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. The daily bread is any and everything that you need to make it from the day. Give us this day. God wants us to seek Him daily, spend time with Him daily. He wants us to draw close to Him daily. Father, we thank you. Give us that grace, Lord, to seek you daily. In Jesus' name. With every eye closed, every hand down. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. You cannot have that quality time with God if you don't know him. 
cannot draw close to him if you don't know him. Now this morning is an opportunity for you. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. This morning I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven when I die. You are here like that. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Maybe somebody invited you. Or maybe you have been coming to church. But you know you are not born again. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to be born again today. Wherever you are, just lift your hand, your right hand, and give me a wave wherever you are. Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. God bless you. Lift it very high. I want to see from where I am. God bless you. God bless you. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. And don't leave this place without knowing Jesus. You have lifted your hand. I just want you to come to me from wherever you are. Just come to me quickly. Just come to me. Clap for them as they come. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Open your mouth. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for who Jesus. died for me. Died. This, morning, this morning, I come to you. I come and, to I you and I ask you to please forgive me of all my sins. All my sins. And wash me and wash in the blood of Jesus. Blood of Pray. Jesus. Say, wash me, wash me in the blood of Jesus. The blood of say, please write my name please write in the book of life. The book of life. So that one day. So that one day. One day. One day when I die, when I die, I will be with you. I'll be with you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Thank you, Heavenly for, Father. Saving me. for saving me. God bless you for listening to this message. For more information on upcoming programs and events, visit our Facebook page, Kodesh Family Church Ghana HQ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every day. And remember, God's word is a lamp onto your feet and a light unto your path. In Jesus' name.